Hey, sorry about that. So I had a really good conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. It was in person. Our cell phones made no appearance, and we didn't discuss politics at all. We just talked about small things, things that weren't important to anyone else, just to us. And afterwards, I had sort of a a flash of old man syndrome, (laughs) because I feel conversations like that are getting increasingly rare. It's just harder to talk, especially because everything's political now. Everything's political. Even topics that used to be safe, like the weather or sports, are now political. And as soon as a conversation turns to politics, I feel that discussion stops. At that point, you just have two sides sniping at each other and congratulating themselves. It's kind of like, I don't know, messed up trench warfare. And what's worse is people seem to be taking pride in their anger at the other side, their hatred for the other side. They, they dismiss them, and they celebrate that dismissal. I was thinking about a progression that we often see during a disagreement when we disagree with someone. At the start, we tend to give them the benefit of the doubt. We say, okay, you disagree with me, but you just don't know the facts. You're ignorant. You're ignorant. So I'm going to educate you with all these facts, and then you're going to come over to my side, the side of truth and light. And then we tell them information, we tell them, we tell them facts, and horror of horrors, they still don't agree with us. They still think they're right and we're wrong. And whoa, that can't, that can't be good. What's going on? So now we get to the second stage. Well, if they're not ignorant, Oh, okay, they must just be stupid. They have the facts, but they can't put them together. They can't see the big picture. They can't put the puzzle together. And so we spend more time with them, explaining how things work. And over time, we have this terrifying realization. We realize they're not dumb. They're actually pretty smart but they still don't agree with us. Hmm. Hmm. So now we reach the third stage. If they're not ignorant and they're not stupid, they must be evil. Sort of picture a a Dr. Evil impersonation here where it's like, hmm, they must be evil. And once we think of someone as evil, well... We see that person in a new light, a very unpleasant light. 
And I think given how divided the country has become over politics, and maybe, you know, maybe this is just my mistake and the country has always been divided over politics and it's just the same now. Or maybe the country isn't really as divided over politics as it seems right now and I'm just imagining it. That's definitely possible. But it does seem that the division is increasing and that half the country thinks the other half the country is evil. Which means that And this is scary, I think, to everyone, that suddenly it's normal to be evil. Before, people might have been misguided or ill-informed, but now, again, to both sides, the answers are so clear that the other side must be evil. So we're jumping. We're skipping the first two stages, it seems, more and more, especially in conversation. We're no longer trying to convince people We're no longer willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. We seem to be leaping right to evil. Now, I tend to think human beings are fundamentally decent. We're fundamentally good. But I do acknowledge that people can be easily convinced to do horrible, horrible things. We have the capacity to be evil. And that's a very painful thought. It's a very painful thought. So I want to give two quick examples. The first is a book Peterson's recommended called Ordinary Men. That describes how a group of middle-aged men from Hamburg established in their families and their careers, not Nazis, not members of the Nazi party, were used by the Nazis to sort of mop up Poland. Within a couple months, they went from being, you know, the guy next door to shooting pregnant women and infants. The second example is a book called Obedience to Authority by Stanley Milgram, where he demonstrated that a man in a white lab coat could get most people, two-thirds, to torture a stranger to death just based on his say-so alone, just based on his authority. So we have the capacity to do horrible things. And I was thinking about what, what similarities do these different situations have when people do things we just look at with disbelief. And there are a lot of, it's, it's not a simple answer, and I certainly don't know, don't know the answer well. But one commonality to me seemed to be that in those situations, it was normal to do this horrible thing. In the Milgram experiments, this authority figure was very calm and made it seem that torturing someone to death was just part of the experiment. It was what was natural and even required of the situation. And in Ordinary Men, not only did you have the commander there, but you also had the peer group, the man next to you, who would be forced to do the horrible things if you did not. 
not even forced, but the odds were someone would do it. And that peer pressure, that, that pressure to conform, is very strong. You can even imagine being in that situation and saying to yourself, look, if I don't kill the infant, my brother has to kill the infant. So killing the infant somehow becomes noble. And that twisted logic actually is understandable, I think. And I think the response to that, that I would have and most people would have is, God, no. If I was in Poland in 1944, I would not shoot infants and pregnant women. But I think if you're in Poland 1944, it's already too late. You've already lost. You have to stop the situation before it gets there. And so this takes me back to this progression of ignorant, stupid evil. When every issue is political, and politics becomes this binary good versus evil struggle, the first time anyone disagrees with you, they become evil. As I said, it becomes normal to be evil. But I think this progression is wrong. I don't think people are ignorant. I don't think people are stupid. And I don't think people are evil. Again, I think they're fundamentally good. Now, is it possible to assume that the person across from us isn't evil, even when they disagree with us? Because if we think they're evil, that's going to make it easier for us to do evil. Because when evil's the norm, then doing evil is just what you do to go along. Evil, like virtue, is contagious. Anyways, I have to go, but I'll catch you later.